the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Bienvenidos al podcast de 24-7 Marriage. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody. Hope you're doing well. You know my grandma taught me Pig Latin. Yeah, so say that in Pig Latin. You have oh, no gosh. idea. Shannon, Nanan Shay, Nanan Shay. I may... Yeah. Okay. Is this May can't take, we only have a certain amount of time, Shannon? Ann and Shay. That's my name is Shannon. <laughs> that was a lot of words to say. My name is Shannon. I know. Yeah, that's too much. Well, we don't have time for that. My grandma, she could rattle <laughs> off a whole paragraph really fast. I don't as, know how she did it. As you're listening to this, we are in California and uh, back to California. Um, we have bumped around the West Coast and a little bit. You know, I think as far as we went was. Wyoming, Utah, call it that area. Um, a little bit different than the year before. So with the Marriage Lab, we are in California now, getting ready for a uh, uh, for like a workshop uh, at a church in Brentwood, California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be passing through Fresno, and then we'll be doing a boot camp in beautiful Cambria, California, right yes. on the coast, incredible area on Moonstone Beach. You don't want to miss that. Um, spots will fill up fast, so make sure you are part of that if you have not been click, to a boot click camp. Click the link in our bio. It will get you there, and you can get registered yeah. and get your spot. And follow on Instagram, because you'll hear stories, you'll hear people, I'm sure Sean will be posting stories of people who have went and kind of like, you know, what they experienced. And uh, yeah, so you'll be seeing more about that to make sure you you get there. Yes. It's coming up very, very, yes. very soon. Listen, we got a piece of mail of just a telling piece of us. mail? It's electronic, but it's still <laughs> mail, an email. One of the things that we love, like, so... We love that you're on this podcast and, and we hope that you're also following us on social media and everything else that we're doing. Um, and so one of the things that we do like is hearing from people yeah, um, and hearing what, you know, what they've experienced and what changes have happened in their marriage. So uh, this is from Peggy and I got her permission to share this. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Peggy. I just have to tell you about how much my marriage has changed for the better. Since we have been watching you two, I have ordered some of the courses, taken the trivia, done some of the workbooks, and you are true marriage flippers. What a godsend. Thank you. I love that. That just warmed my heart because, you know, when <laughs> it I- warmed your heart. Well, because I, I, I see uh, through the commerce page on our website how much people are, are downloading some of our free resources yeah. and purchasing our courses. But then you don't know if like they downloaded it, they bought it, did they really do it? Did they listen to it? <laughs> did it impact them? Because you just don't know. Yeah. So when we get emails like that, it it touches our heart because I'm like, oh, thank you that what what we are putting out there is helping you. Yeah. Um, sh- her marriage is changing for the better, and I just love that. Yeah. No, I I mean I think and that those are the things that actually like we love to hear. So if you have something, share it with us. Please like we want, we us. want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot going on. Um, I actually saw something uh, posted. Uh, so before we jump into stuff, like you know what we want to talk about, um, I saw something posted on Twitter by Michael Knowles, and it was I guess a I guess there's a um, uh, a couple in Tennessee. She's a cop. And she's had like sword like affairs with multiple people within the department or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like he's come out and said like 
I believe in our marriage and we're going to work things out. Mm -hmm. And people are posting left and right, like, why would you do that? Like, she's done this. And his response was like, like, just asking, you know, he was just asking, like, what do people think? Like, do you commit? Do you commit to your marriage? Like, to salvage your marriage? And he was like, absolutely, yes. And see, my, it, my response would be, absolutely, yes. As long as that other partner is willing to do the work. Well, for sure. If she's interested in, in, in carrying on a sexual relationship with other people, well, of course. There's, there's a decision. But yeah, and, and people are very, they, they tend to get black and white on, on issues like this. And, and we hear a lot of comments like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, things like that. Like, um, you, you can't, people can't come back from that. You should just leave them. And, I love what he said because he's he just basically said I'm in a fight for my marriage. Yeah. Um yeah. none of us are immune from problems. Like n none of us live in a bubble where nothing will ever happen to us and we're two individuals um out in a real world where we encounter real world things where we have temptations, you have temptations, I have temptations and sometimes in some marriages, they get the best of them. Yeah. But for a spouse, especially a man, to say that he's willing to fight for his wife, his bride, is amazing. And I hope that they come back stronger. I yeah. hope I I believe that they're going to have an amazing testimony of God. Yeah. Really, yeah. really. I mean, we live in a cultural them. society right now where it's very easy, and I think it's been like that for a while. But I think it's even more prevalent now, where people are very quick to write off their marriage and relationships, you know, for small things. Yes. You know, oh, we just keep disagreeing, or you know, this whole thing we always hear, we've fallen out of love, and like that, eh, you know, I don't want to hear that anymore. That we've fallen out of love, like you've fallen out of repentance, you're not willing to own your things. Like it's much easier. To to use that as an excuse, oh, we've fallen out of love. Um, no, that's just telling me that you you have fallen into a practice of not doing the right things, of not pursuing each other, of not owning. Like you have fallen into a practice of unhealthy behaviors that has led you to where you're at. But a society of culture says you need to just fight for happiness. Well, and that's not right. What we're what we're doing is we're instead of dissolving a conversation or a confrontation with our spouse, we dissolve relationships. Yeah, and and how we came to that decision or conclusion that that's somehow better is um, that 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 leaves such an impact, a negative impact on you. Um, it scars your children. Yeah. Um, I I also believe that people that believe that lie that somehow my children will be better if we're not married anymore. No, and, 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 and this is not, again, coming against anybody who's gone through divorce, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how good you think your divorce was. Oh, it was so good. Like, it was really healthy. <laughs> I'm you sorry. You got divorced. Like, the person you committed to spend the rest of your life with, you've made a decision to say, no, I will no longer fight with you and for you through these things. Now we get there's issues, abuse, and there's certain yes. issues why people divorce. We understand that. But I'm saying in, I mean, for most people, when they say we just weren't getting along or we fell out of love or we just, we're just, we've grown apart. We're two different people now. I, I you don't understand you that. You were two different people when you got married. Exactly. You are two people. Like, and then you came together and you're one, right? One plus one in marriage equals one. You're one now. But yet you're saying I'm willing to separate and dissolve all the sacred history that we've had because of like, well, we just don't get along. We have different interests now. Like we've grown apart. Mm -hmm. 
And when you say that, it's like, yeah, and then you say it like we don't have ownership of it. And maybe you, you have taken ownership. I don't know. But I think we have, we have abdicated our responsibility mm. to actually image Christ and, and actually um, love people well and work through the difficulties. And that's, I guess, kind of a little bit of like a, what, like what I kind of like. I think what you just what we said wanted to talk about is pure gold. Pure gold. We have Let's frame ab- it. abdicated <laughs> our responsibility and that it's something or someone else's responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but we live in the culture that says that's what you get to do. I know, but the the Blame thing somebody else. the thing that I would want to encourage people in marriage is that you were created to do hard things. Yes. We were made to do hard things. Yeah. We don't do hard things anymore because culturally industry like just how 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 we've evolved as a people. Oh, we want things easy. We want things quick. Well, we, we live in a now. microwave generation, so everything is quick, instant, and fast. And when our marriage doesn't meet those standards, well, this is really hard right now. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's really hard, and I'm not making fun of you. I'm telling you that you were made to do hard things. Yeah. And even if you're, for the next five years, it's really hard, it's worth it, then signing yeah, so on the dot. buttercup. This is going to be tough. It's not signing no on the easy. dotted line and going your separate ways will do more detrimental damage to you and your children than you ever yeah. could think or but imagine. Just remember what it said when you stood at the altar, right? Even if you use a traditional phrase for better, or for worse, and sickness and health, or rich or poor, all those things. I don't think if we you think about said those all things. that. Do you know what you actually said? You entered into a covenant of marriage with your spouse, like, and so when it gets difficult and it's tough. That's it. That that we that we we refuse to to actually live out the words that we committed to and that we vowed to that person. Well, we yes. do that in a moment, and that's why I'm saying, like, if we truly had the right vows, they'd yeah. be more about like, when you get angry at me, I'm gonna be willing to stay there. When you get sick and you're struggling in cancer, I'm gonna be, I'm, you know, all your good, your bad, your ugly, I'm gonna stay with you. Yeah, right. Like we would unpack the, yeah, we would really unpack all our dirt in front of each other and say yes to all of that. I'm taking that. That's I think we that we should I think that we should change vows completely. Change so we listen to a podcast uh Matt Walsh often and he does this segment every once in a while called Am I the A hole? And he had a <laughs> he had a, a a a daughter write in and say, Is my mom an A hole? Because my dad uh was in a very bad car accident and and uh got very bad brain damage. And he has to be in a 24-hour care facility, and she divorced him so that she could move on and find happiness with somebody else. And, of course, Matt says yes. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, you're, that's but, not right. But going back to our vows, in sickness and in health, we're not promised that you're going to be healthy and well all the way to age 99. A lot of things can happen. We live in a natural world. Yeah. Back to you can do hard things, even if your spouse became incapacitated, yep. brain damage, you stay, you love, yeah. and that's what you were created yeah. to do. But yeah. we- well, um, this kind of ties into what I wanted to talk yeah. about, or what I'm talking about. And Shan, I, I didn't even really tell her, I just said I was going to go here and she can follow me. <laughs> well, I was actually, this actually came from me, I was going on, the, on a hike the other day, and um, 
And I'm I'm one that I stay on the trail, but there are times when like this was in the desert, like I don't like staying on the trail. Like, and there are some people who don't agree with that, but there's times like I like to make my own way and forge my own way. I'm like, that's a mountain. I want to climb that mountain. I want to get to the top of it. And I so there I had a, a vision of where I wanted to be on top of that mountain. And as I was standing on the other side, so between one mountain and the other one, there was like a little valley. There was a valley to go down and hike back up and go up. And you know, it was pretty steep, but I stood on one side and I looked across that valley and I looked to how I could get down there, the direction I could take that seemed like, you know, not as steep and what incline I would take going up the mountain to avoid some of the stuff that I saw from where I was standing. And so I made this plan of where I wanted to be, right? I made this plan of, I wanted to be up there and and how I would go about arriving there. And as I made my way on this destination of going down into this valley and then going up the mountain, the things that I thought would not be obstacles, the things that I saw from where I was standing that seemed like easy to get around and to go through or to go up, when I arrived to them, it didn't look that way. They were actually much bigger than I anticipated. The rocks were actually bigger to climb over. The terrain was a lot different than I anticipated. The trees around me that I thought looked really small from where I was standing were actually pretty big, right? And had to get around some of them and bushes I had to go through. My view from one side of the mountain across the valley and going up the other side was much different than from when I was actually there. And I hope you hear what I'm actually telling you right now when it comes to when it comes to marriage, um, I hope you hear what I'm trying to illustrate here for you. Now, I I could have, and I'll bring it together here in a moment, but I could have avoided some of those things, right? I could, say, I could have stopped and say, okay, you know, actually, if I go this way, I can avoid that obstacle. But the issue was, is if I avoided that, I would not have been able to get to where I wanted to go. And so I actually had to go through that obstacle. I actually had to address it, I actually had to go through it to get where I wanted to go. So do you hear what I'm saying here when it comes to our marriage? That two things. The first one, avoidance is not a strategy, not for a healthy marriage. So avoidance is not a strategy for a healthy marriage. So sweeping things under the rug doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. So if you look at this as your marriage, there's a place you wanted to be. There's a vision you have of what you, where you want to be in your marriage of what you want to accomplish. And I hear you, and we hear that often with a lot of couples. And you stand there, and you look at how you're going to arrive there. Or you look at another couple, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I so love that. Like, I, I, I want to be like that couple. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if we've ever said that. Maybe. I don't know if we've ever felt that. But I think I may have felt that our first early years. I <laughs> looked like marriages and the oh, no, couples were cu- getting along. that and I see things now. Things were good. I'm like, oh, man. Like, And all you see is the outside, though, often. Yeah. Right. And and just to clarify, there there's good there's a positive and negative to looking at other couples, looking uh, up to other couples and 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 saying you really know a couple and admiring something that would be a great trait to adopt is good. Looking at on you know a couple or somebody you follow on Instagram and being like, man, I really wish I had that life. That's envy. Well, that's yeah. jealousy. And like well, and you, you said, no you idea. don't know, but beneath the layers, what really goes on behind oh, a picture. it's ugly. Trust me, we see it. People yeah. who come to us for coaching sometimes and we're yeah. like, oh, that does not look like what you portray on... On Instagram. <laughs> on social media. Yeah. But so if you stand there and you look at someone else's or marriage, or you're saying, this is where I want our marriage to be in 2023, and you look at that peak or whatever, well, first of all, 
you have to go through the valley oftentimes to get there. Oftentimes, we want to plan where we want to go, but also how we get there. And the problem in that in marriage is like, it's not always going to, it's not going to look that way. How you think you're going to arrive there, how you want it to be, is not how it's going to be. Like me taking that hike going down, until I was right in front of those things, I could not see that from far away. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell the terrain from as far as I was until I was on it. And then I had to readjust. So what I'm telling you is like, you want to be at a certain place in your marriage. When you begin to move in that direction, expect that it's going to look different. There's going to be obstacles. It's going to feel different. Mm -hmm. You're going to be more tired. Um, You're going to have some victories because I had some victories climbing this mountain by getting around certain things and getting to the top of it felt like a victory. But the story I would tell you and the story I'm telling you now is not the view that I just had from the top. It was how I arrived there is a story. Mm-hmm. And that is your story in your marriage of how you arrive to where you're at. So that's why you stay and you stick. And when you go down that valley, because you want to get to the other side in 2023 of your marriage being in this place, guess what? As you go, you're going to have obstacles and you can't avoid them because mm-hmm. avoidance is not a strategy for a healthy marriage. You're going to have to go through them to get to where you want to be. Yeah. So good. That's what I wanted to say. You, you, you said a mouthful. What, what, uh, add add ask to me, it. Ask me a question. No, add to it, honey. Like, what are you? What are you thinking? What are you hearing? Um, I think that again, it comes back to what I said earlier. In that, you were created to do hard things, and hard things come in the form of emotionally hard, spiritually hard, physically hard those things we were created to do. So we really need to retreat from complaining so much and see it as an opportunity that God is inviting us into something. One of the hardest seasons of our marriage, not the first five years, but there was another season about year uh, 17 or 18 when you hit depression. And I was at a loss as to what to do because we we had really come to a mountaintop for, gosh, 12 years, we were really good. We had raising a family, you were pastoring a church. And I felt, I mean, I probably was a little prideful in how well I thought our marriage was doing. And then you hit depression and I was, I was, I had, I was at a loss as to what to do. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to communicate with you. I didn't, I thought it was my job to fix you. So I tried to bake everything Betty Crocker had to offer. I tried to clean the house. <laughs> I, you know, made the girls pick up their toys because I know cleanliness is your love language. So I was trying to do all these things to try to fix you. And what was really happening was that God was inviting me into a deeper relationship with him. And the problem was, I won't say problem, but the issue was your depression. So it had nothing to do with me. You weren't depressed because of me. But even in the middle of something your spouse is struggling with, God can still invite you into something. And he invited me into a very deep walk with him that I had never experienced before because I needed to lean on my relationship with God Mm -hmm. more than I was leaning on you because I had put you on a pedestal. Yeah. Well, and this is, I mean, and that, that plays a whole part is like when we started our marriage, like we didn't know that those, we knew where we wanted to be, 
you have this vision, this dream, this expectation of where you want your marriage to be and what you want to experience. I don't know if we have um, a vision of what we want it to be, but we definitely have this vision of how we think it's going to go. Well, yeah, no, how but you should have a vision up. of what you want your marriage to, to be, yeah. like what you're becoming. I'm saying like, that's what I'm saying. We did not ex- know that we would encounter those things. So no. you stand in one place and you look across like, oh, it's gonna, we're going to experience this. It's going to be like this. And then as you go on that road, as you live out your marriage story, these are the things that you encounter. Yeah. So it was just an illustration to really help you understand and help you see yeah. that even if you admire someone else, you have no idea how they got there. You don't know the pain, the struggle, the difficulty, the work that it took to arrive to that point. And the thing is, if you're going to go out and say in 2023, this is where we want to see our marriage go or it to become and the changes you want to see happen, expect that you will go through valleys. Mm-hmm. Expect that you will you will have to go through things that you tend to want to avoid. Expect that how you thought you'd arrive there is going to be different. And that when it's easier from here, right? What's that whole thing? That people like, you know, you want someone else's marriage, but like, you look over the fence, what you don't they see in the beautiful grass, you don't see that big turd sitting in the middle of the grass they still have from weeds. close up, from yeah. far away. Close up, it's there. Yeah. So like just keeping that illustration in mind of like, as you go, you're going to encounter these things. Well, I think that what you said earlier, if you spent more time when you're officiating weddings, really explaining to couples like... No, this is what you're signing up for. Because Javier, at 20 years old, you standing at the altar, did you know, let me just rattle off a couple things, that you would experience depression, we would have a miscarriage, we would lose a home. My wife would be mean to me. My your your (laughs) your first wife would be mean to you. Shannon, my only wife. (laughs) Um, I wasn't just. Well, I was mean to you, but that we would experience great loss, that we would go through some really life-altering um, things that would happen. Our entire life has been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have taken my wife through just a journey. Some would say adventure. I'm not sure she would call it an adventure. I don't know. We have risked greatly. We have lost much. We have gained much. We have been all over. So, But I, I can tell but, you what, man, if you look back, and we'll talk about this in the next podcast, like, yeah. like we... we could not say that we haven't tried that we haven't stepped out in faith like we have not sat in the same place we have not been passive no we have not we have lived a life of faith and risked greatly and lost much and made mistakes here's what i do know about you javier don't get emotional and start crying i'm not you look like it your eyes are kind of big and red right now (laughs) but you will slide into heaven literally slide in with knees bleeding and saying what a ride that's what i know yeah, and there's moments I feel like, um, could the ride have been a little bit easier? <laughs> but that was on me. Yeah. So I'm just um, no, but but back to back to my question really quick. Yes. Just just like if I if somebody would have told you at 20 standing at the altar, these are the things. What, what would you have said? Like, oh, not well, nobody not wants me. to sign up for we're, that. We're so much in love. You don't understand our kind of love. Oh yeah, we're so different. We're so different. Our than love other... is so different from other people. Like, we're not going to go through like that stuff. Like, you don't know us. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I did that. But you totally went valley girl. That's what we hear. Yeah. Um. You don't know us. Like we're so different. Like okay, okay. Your like, lo- your your special love doesn't make you immune from things that are going to happen in a natural world. Yeah. Sorry, it yeah. just and doesn't. Your love is more special. No. Specialer than others. And yeah. No. So listen. Uh, 
how do you how do you in these moments and how do you arrive to where you want to be? How do you become who you want to become in your marriage in this year? Uh, resilience. You have to be mm-hmm. resilient. So I would and say my word is steadfast. Build resilience, right? Be steadfast. A, build a strength that prevails. A strength that prevails. The Greek word for that is kataskuo, which means a strength that prevails to push past the moments, to push past the moments where you feel like I'm done or I want to quit, whatever it may be. Like you need to push past those moments. And so resilience in a moment in the time, especially in our culture where we are not and we are wanting to fight for something that feels good and that feels because we're tired. Resilience and also you can't go through that if you're not also building reserves, right? Yeah. I had to bring a little snack and some water to make sure that I did deplete my reserves. Yeah. So you got to invest in yourselves. You have to invest in your self-care you, for the long haul. Like if you're drained and unhealthy, that's going to impact your marriage, right? So resilience and reserves and I would say a resolve as well. Mm. So I just gave you three such R's. A, such a good... Like having a resolve yes. that regardless of what we face, regardless of the season of the year, of the loss, of the tragedy, the pain, the difficulty, the struggle, the woundedness, the brokenness, the the unhappiness, the difficulty, like regardless of any of those things, I have a resolve that I do not quit, that yes. we do not quit on one another. We believe the best in each other. We hope the best for one another and we do not back down. We have resolve, resiliency, reserve, and resolve. And Shannon says, cut it, Javi, stop a talking. Stop. I know I talked a lot in this one because it was a topic that I brought up of what happened to me. So So really quick. Yeah, please. The link in our bio, you need to click on it. I'm not even going to tell you why. Just click on it. No, I'll tell you why. We have boot camps. Where did they find that bio? Well, everybody knows, but you have your, because you're a little- Not everybody. Some people uh, just live in the podcast and they haven't just, been on Instagram yet. Ju- they don't need to be on Instagram, Javi. No. The I'm going to pause our bo- and not speak yeah, right now. Yeah, because you, you just Backing basically up. made my Backing point for me. From the mic. <laughs> there is a hyperlink in our bio on every social media platform and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon, Everywhere that you can find our podcast, there is a link in our bio, and we want to meet you in person at a boot camp this year because we want to help you hit the reset button on your marriage. So come to or a boot even camp. It's not just reset, it's refresh. We've, yeah. We have couples reset, that come to marriage refresh. boot camp. They've been married six months all the way up to 40 plus years. Yes. And they all... They all leave with something. so much. Yeah. So it's not, don't think that a boot camp isn't for you because we've only been married one year or we've been married 40 years. It is for you. We want to meet you. Get to a boot camp. We have one in March in Central Coast, California. We have one in late April in Franklin, Tennessee. We want to meet you. Get there and... That is all I have to say about that. Yeah, remember, rate, review this podcast. Let us know how, uh, give us your feedback, your comments. Share it with others, please. It's how we grow our podcast. And uh, make sure you're connecting with us on social media. And remember, in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have an amazing week. For listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast, help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.